National Taiwan University has inaugurated a memorial square for Chen Wenchen, a 31-year-old math professor found dead on the university's campus in 1981. At Tuesday's inauguration ceremony, his family members and student representatives called for more investigation into the circumstances surrounding his death. Chen was a democracy activist whose death was deemed a suicide at the time. A recent government report found it likely he was murdered by state security, although it said more evidence was needed for a firm conclusion. At last, after years of calls for the project, the Dr. Chen Wencheng Incident Memorial Square at NTU is finally complete. Chen Wenchen's father spent one year traveling around the U.S., speaking at 135 events. The KMT has done everything possible to hinder progress and cover up the truth. Our history hails Jiang Jingguo as the driving force for democracy in Taiwan. In the face of common sense, that is the greatest irony. Mason Yang Huang, the head of the Dr. Chen Wencheng Memorial Foundation, became visibly emotional as she gave her speech. Forty years ago, Chen's body was discovered at this very spot. Now, a black art installation titled Blank marks the space and alludes to the mysterious circumstances surrounding his death. Chen was a graduate from NTU's Department of Mathematics. He later obtained a doctorate degree in the U.S. and stayed there to teach. Chen was concerned about Taiwan's political climate during martial law and was a supporter of Taiwan's democratization movement. While visiting family in Taiwan in 1981, he was detained by police and his dead body was later found at NTU's campus. At the time, police claimed he had killed himself by jumping off a building, something his family contests to this day. The truth is clear in our minds, but they will never tell you the truth, never. This scene of his death was manufactured by the authorities at the time. I believe Chen Wenchen was already dead when they moved him here. Photos of Chen in life show a confident young man at his graduation. His family maintains they aren't buying the official narrative on his death. NTU President Guan Zhongmin, who had refused the project's request for university funding, was present at the opening ceremony. That year, his innocent life ended here on this lawn where we are all gathered today. His passing caused immense and irreparable grief to his family, but it also moved the people and woke up the people of Taiwan to seek human rights, democracy, and freedom. The Student Association also calls on NTU to work on organizing all the relevant documents to shed light on the historical truth of the case. A memorial now stands as tribute to Chen, but it's unknown of the truth about his death will ever come to light. Train service will soon be fully restored between New Taipei's Reifang and Hotong stations. This section of rail was struck by a landslide last December. Transport Minister Ling Jialong inspected repairs on the section's West Main Line on Tuesday, saying that if a test run goes well in the evening, trains will resume on the line uh, starting Wednesday at 5 a.m. Standing off the track, TRA engineers wave to the train as it passes. At last, the Hodong's West Main Line is ready to resume service. Early Tuesday morning, the transport chief inspected repairs and distributed red envelopes as a thank you to TRA crew. After a final inspection, they'll switch on the power and complete a test run. Then later on today, they'll be able to start getting ready for service. Starting tomorrow at 5 a.m., both train lines will be open to traffic so that normal transport can resume before Lunar New Year. 
Last year on December 4th, a large landslide struck the rail line between Reifang and Hodong stations, snarling transport in eastern Taiwan. Ten days of repairs was able to restore the damaged section of the east main line, allowing bi-directional traffic to resume on a single track. Now, after two months of repairs, the west main line is ready for service five days ahead of schedule. After a test run Tuesday evening, it will reopen to trains Wednesday at 5 a.m. It wasn't easy completing the repairs, let alone with time to spare. Due to the terrain, the crew endured days of heavy rain and cold weather. The harsh environment, along with the narrow hinterland trails, added to the complexity of the project. But the crew pressed on, determined to get the line running in time for Lunar New Year travel. I went and prayed and the rain stopped. Then construction was able to proceed more smoothly. So today, I'm here to give thanks in a sense. To thank the Earth God for this protection, which allowed construction to unfold very smoothly and allowed the trains to be restored early. The transport minister led other officials in a prayer at a temple. This local temple devoted to the Earth God was moved here from its original location to make way for track construction. Lin said that despite being moved farther away, the Earth God had still kept watch over the track and had heard and answered his prayers. The Lunar New Year holiday is almost here and many hotels are selling accommodation vouchers at a discount. But be, but be sure to reach the fine print before you plunk down your cash. A recent government inspection found that 30% of hotels were selling vouchers with illegal usage restrictions or were otherwise violating rules that govern vouchers. The executive UN's Department of Consumer Protection investigated 100 hotels across the country and it found that 15 of them didn't have sufficient insurance coverage for their vouchers. Others had illegal usage restrictions such as setting an expiration date for their vouchers. The violating hotels have been instructed to amend their vouchers and those that don't make the necessary changes in, the t in time could face repeat fines ranging from 50,000 to 300,000 NT dollars. Taiwan stocks are staging a strong recovery after bruising losses the week before. On Tuesday, the TIEX closed higher for the second consecutive day, ending the session above the 15,700-point mark. Foreign investors piled into chip stocks, including TSMC, as well as transport stocks like Yangming Marine Transport. Revenue reports for January will start coming out. So today, apart from the fact that foundries and semiconductors were relatively strong, we saw movement in panels or DRAM, passive components and container ships. These are products that got a price hike in January and their stocks are the targets of returning investors. Returning foreign investors are driving up the markets, but analysts have a word of caution for the coming days. The markets will go on holiday starting next Monday for Spring Festival, and that's expected to increase price volatility over the next three days. We're on high alert for COVID-19 again these days, but so many months after the pandemic first began, you might have gotten rusty on the details of hygiene etiquette. If you can't remember exactly how to use a face mask right, not to worry. Here's an expert's guide from a doctor to get you back up to speed. Dr. Yao Zhiwei recorded this video to raise awareness of how to use masks right. Many people think putting one on is enough, but forget that avoiding touching it incorrectly is the key. 
Once you've put your mask on correctly, you must remember not to touch the outer surface. That's because your breathing makes more microbes attached to the outer surface of the mask. Many people with sensitive skin start to feel bothered by a mask after wearing it too long and may be tempted to scratch their face through the mask. But Dr. Yao says that's a mistake. Moving the mask will let air escape and your hand will pick up microbes from the outer layer. If you don't disinfect your hands before touching your face, you could infect yourself. If you want to adjust your mask, you can only do so by touching the inside of the mask or the straps. The mask is isolating you from lots of microbes. That's why it's actually a super source of infection. So when you take your mask off, you must be especially careful. Don't waste all your effort at the last hurdle. If you take your mask off temporarily to eat or drink, place it on a tissue with the inner surface pointing down. Pick it up again by the ear straps, making sure not to touch the outer surface. If you do touch it, disinfect or wash your hands immediately. And when you're all done, fold the mask up and place it in a bin. Don't leave it lying around. Well, back in school, you may have been told that human egg cells are made by the shuffling of your parents' genetic material. But the full story is more complicated. Because chromosomes from the mother and father are similar but not identical, mismatches occur when they line up for genetic exchange. In a new study, Taiwan researchers discovered how a protein called the DMC1 works to mediate those mismatches to achieve functional new DNA. Their findings were published in the January edition of the journal Nature Communication. When egg and sperm cells are produced, chromosomes from the mother and father exchange bits of genetic information to form a new combination of DNA. It's a process that's still not completely understood. One mystery for scientists is how a perfect new chromosome can be created, even when the parental pairs are not perfectly identical. The key to the answer is an enzyme called DMC1. It's already known that uh, DMC1 can tolerate mismatch and for genetic exchange, but they don't know how this enzyme can achieve this task. So to solve this question, we combine the expert from the academic Seneca. They use the uh, Cryo-EM, this tool, to get the high-resolution protein DNA structures. Scientists know that DMC1 helps the new DNA tolerate imperfect pairings of parental sequences. To get more insight on how DMC1 does it, they use cryogenic electron microscopy. They took samples and cooled them down to cryogenic temperatures before studying them using electron microscopy. With this method, scientists were able to study the DMC1 enzyme at molecular resolution. Okay, so being able to see that at atomic resolution, we can identify some key residue in the space. For example, we identified two small amino acid glycine and purine insertion into the DNA pairs. So that small residue has extra space. So when DNA uh, pair is mismatched, they need more space. Okay, so they've been able to uh, use that extra space. The team found that DMC1 enzyme has a unique structure that binds to the DNA strand, creating an extra space that increases flexibility during pairing. Researchers say that mutations of the DMC1 can be an explanation for some forms of infertility. Uh, if we know this process, as I just mentioned, that because this process is important for meiosis, okay, it's how you get a sperm, you get a, the eggs, okay, for the reproduction, okay. So you have under understand this basic of this process. Later, you can you can see if some 
uh, patient have uh, fertility issues, we can predict or we can look at where does the gene in the patient is where has any mutation in those amino acid residue. So in that case, you can predict maybe this is the cause for the fertility issue. The Academia Sinica established its cutting-edge cryogenic electron microscopy facility two years ago. It's currently using the facility to investigate COVID spike proteins. Worldwide right now, in order to able to see the spike protein and coronavirus, the key technology still is cryogen. So this is the first uh, cryogen, high-end cryogen facility in Taiwan. So many of uh, research in Taiwan, if they want to see uh, their uh, spike protein or virus they will send over here. So we already helped some research to, to solve atomic resolution spike protein of the coronavirus, which already published last year. With COVID spreading and evolving fast, scientists are scrambling to study the structure and function of its spike proteins. The Academia Sinica's CryoM facility stands on the front line of researchers' war against the pandemic. For Mosa News, Stephanie Yang, Liao Wenpu, in Taipei. Now on to some food for thought. Can drinking milk tea made with fresh milk give you kidney stones? It's a nutrition myth on social media that the oxalates from tea and the calcium from milk combine in the body to create calcium oxalate stones in the kidney. Taiwan's Food and Drug Administration has addressed uh, the claim on its website. Let's get the facts from an expert. The calcium and oxalates do bind in the intestines to form an insoluble and indigestible compound called calcium oxalate. However, calcium oxalate is excreted from the body in the feces. If you really do develop kidney stones, you should first think about whether you're genetically predisposed or whether you're drinking too little water. The dietitian says the main risk factors for kidney stones are genetics and water consumption. To lower the risk of kidney stones, aim to produce 2.5 liters of urine each day. That requires drinking 3 to 4 liters of fluids a day. The nutritionist also says it's important to get enough calcium to prevent oxalates from moving into the kidneys and forming painful stones. She also recommends fruit like lemons and oranges, which help inhibit stone formation. Snails have become a delicacy in Taiwan's stir-fry restaurants. The imported snail is not native to Taiwan, though, and escaped snails have become a scourge on Taiwan's environment. We spoke to officials in Hualien about how farmers can minimize the impact of the pest. Cooked snails are packed in bags and paired with Chinese basil and red chilies. This is a popular stir-fry restaurant dish. Snails are seen as a delicacy, but they're reproducing out of control, and it's becoming a big problem for farmers. They were introduced into Taiwan to be eaten, but then they escaped and became an invasive species. The giant African snail comes from East Africa. It was introduced to Taiwan 80 years ago. They can grow up to 20 centimeters long and are extraordinarily successful at reproducing here. One snail can lay 700 eggs at once. But the many microbes and parasites they carry can damage plant life, and they also eat crops, causing sleepless nights for farmers. So how to handle them? It really helps a lot to keep the areas between the fields clear and tidy. Don't let weeds or fallen leaves pile up between fields or around your vegetables. 
Hualien's Agriculture Bureau is working hard to find solutions. For now, snails are liable to destroy overnight the fruits of local farmers' hard work.